So with a, a bit of difficulty uh, with the technical side of things in this isolation, we're uh, starting off our fourth podcast um, for the real state of the agent. Um, we're luckily lucky enough to have a very special guest on today, Peter Bremner, one of the stalwarts of Colliers. Pete, welcome. Thank you, Harry. Pleasure to be online. Beautiful. Uh, for those who don't know, Pete was our first original uh, supporter and has been uh, with us from the start and supporting us, which is fantastic. Uh, Pete, do you want to just give the listeners just a bit of an introduction about yourself? Yeah, look, thanks, Harry. It's it's an honour to be your, I believe I'm your first guest on this podcast. Um, you are our first guest, yes, and we, we wouldn't have had it anywhere else. You were first on the list from the start. Hopefully that doesn't mean I'm your only listener. I'm sure you've got thousands and thousands, so it's an honour to be selected as your first guest. Um, I've been at Colliers for over 26 years. Um, started uh, in 1993 as a valuer and currently I'm the National Director of um, Investment Services based at our Chadston office, where I'm uh, lucky enough to be situated 10 metres away from you when we're in the office. Uh, my specialty is... Um, is commercial or office buildings. I sell office buildings in the middle market space, anywhere from sort of 10 million to 100 million, whether it's leased offices, vacant offices or commercial development sites. So um, I must admit, I haven't been through a pandemic like this before. I sort of started in the industry, um, you know, in the early 90s when the property crash happened. I've been through the GFC of 2008 and nine, but yeah, this is certainly uh, very different to what we're going through at the moment. Yes, and uh, the way to adapt yourself to work and uh, I guess the isolation and working from home. Um, I think this is the first time I've definitely had to work from home, but I'm, I'm pretty sure for your 26 years, Pete, I don't think you would have been working at home for this long. Not, look, not this long. I mean, I live in East Malvern, our office is in Chadston, so I'm only five minutes from home. But So I've got a good study. Luckily, um, we've got a big house. Yes, I've got four children between eight and 14 years old and a wife. and. The good news is about having a two-storey house is uh, everyone's got their own room, I've got my own study, and um, whereas I used to sort of spend maybe half a day of the week in the office, now it's five days a week, but hey, there could be, uh, things could be worse. Yeah, at least everyone's happy and healthy, Pete, which is, uh, which well, is good. Absolutely. I think at times like this, you do take a stop and take a bit of stock and perspective about what's important. Um, you know, gives you time to have, you know, a bit of fresh fresh space to think things through clearly. Also gives you a bit of time to do some of those jobs at home. I wish I was a handyman. Um, I'm not. I've got, um, actually, I've had to move rooms for this podcast because we've got landscapers in the front of our house drilling and making all sorts of noise. So I can get the front garden done at the moment. So it's good to have the construction industry still um, going hammer and tongs. Yeah, absolutely, mate. And um, Pete, so I just thought I'd run through a few few questions with you. So, sure. Through self the self isolation, we'll start off. Are you binging any TV shows or watching any movies that you'd want to recommend to our listeners? It's one of the benefits, or perhaps the, the dangers, isn't it? Um, you know, we've got Foxtel, Stan, Netflix. Um, yeah. Yeah, been binge. <laughs> How many things can you have? Uh, I'll tell you what was good. I watched all the episodes of The Test um, about the Australian cricket team uh, over the last few years. I don't know if you guys saw that, but yeah, that, that was outstanding. Seemed, um, Andrew's 
been watching that fairly heavily. I haven't had a chance to, but I really want to. It looks uh, really interesting. Uh, oh, yeah. It's, uh, if you love your test cricket, which I, I do, and it's probably close to AFL football for me, it's, it's well worth the watch. But, look, I've taken it on board every James Bond film. I'm a big James Bond fan. There's 25 films. Looking forward to the, uh, the latest one coming out later this year. I saw The Tiger King. Yeah, I think Americans are interesting, just quietly. Oh, that is just a very interesting um, bunch of people. I'm a big fan of that series, Waking the Dead, the UK crime series. Um, oh yeah, yeah. But I think you've also got to, you know, you got to look at the lighter side. I've been, I've been watching repeats of the Young Ones. You, you're probably too young to remember the Young Ones. I but think I am. I think that was more my dad's vintage, and he loved it. I remember that. But um, uh, I might take this. I might take this opportunity to let you gentlemen know that I'm back on. There we go. Right. Good to hear your voice. I was friends. having a little listen, and Pete, you pricked my ears when I heard you say you've been watching all the Bonds, because I think I can... Um, my wife is sick of James Bond after, the, after this Easter weekend just went by, because we watched, I think, about seven over the weekend, seven different Bonds. Yep. Well, there's, um, there's another 18 to watch. I've seen them all. I actually grew up. My, my old man sounds very similar to you, and he, he loved James Bond. So I grew up watching them all. Got to watch some of the um, light, lighter side things like uh, Utopia. Um, I noticed Frontline's back on. Uh, I think it's Stan. Um, and there's a few that I've got earmarked to watch over the next uh, next few weeks as well, including uh, season three of Ozark. Um, money heist, and uh, my wife's put me on to unorthodox. So, uh, pl plenty to watch. Mention, I heard you mention Utopia, Pete. I've just started watching that. Jesus, that is funny. Very, very amusing. Yeah, if you've ever worked at a council or a government department, it's probably scarily uh, how accurate it is. I tell you one thing: I have not been watching is any AFL replays or anything similar to that. It just I just can't get into it. It makes me too sad <laughs> to uh, yeah, yeah. have footy on. So I sat down yesterday and I actually watched the 1989 grand final start to finish for the first time ever. Great game. One of the best. It was actually a bit difficult at the start. I struggled to actually follow it because the footy nowadays is so clean and crisp. It wasn't that level. It was obviously much more high scoring and far more physical, but the skills were nowhere near as good. But the, uh, the isolation just might change the way we, uh, when we do go back to work and just life in general and just getting that work-life balance um, maybe altered a bit and I can't see, uh, I can't see the old ways sort of being the, the same when we, uh, when we get over the other side. I just reckon uh, a lot of people will probably start getting used to just working from the home office or not having to be in the office. You know, you might see work, workspace ratios um, you know, increase, you know, we generally work on 10 to 12 square metres per person in, a, in, a, in an office building will maybe, mm. you know, will people will spread out a bit more. Um, I know we were even talking this morning in our investment services meeting how if we do go back to the office and when that might be, well, it probably won't be everyone back at once. It might be some people, you know, half the office back on one day every and alternate days and things like that. Yeah, it'll just be interesting um, just to see how people's, uh, or how the office uh, sector sort of, gets back into it. I also assume we're 
we're no longer going to be given the thousands of Mentos's a day that uh, the company was always providing. That they may cut back on that. Well, I think um, they won't have that bowl out the front anymore because uh, <laughs> we won't want to have everyone's fingers all over the uh, all over the wrappers, yeah. etc. Um, well, my, my colleague Harry, he's uh, he's the Mentos king in the office, so yeah, I'm a fan. His dentist, so that'll be disappointing. Very disappointing. His dentist is going to be happy. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And Pete, just in terms of obviously you being through a few, not I guess similar pandemic pandemics, but um, market lulls. How how are you guys going in investment sales at the moment? And what have you seen any trends or anything like that happening? From our, our own personal experience, we had four or five really good large campaigns closing in that late March period. Which, when you look back, it's sort of like the eye of the storm right right there. Then we we were pretty much all our campaigns run straight after Australia Day, so early March through to late March, early April. Um, so we were just looking forward to seeing all our EOIs close and getting multiple offers like we always get. Uh, couldn't have been any worse timing. The you know that late March period we, when all the AOIs closed, we, we did get offers on the on the A grade better located properties, but it was sort of the more secondary properties that copped a hammering and minimal interest or the prices offered were you know well below expectations. Um, I think the last two weeks in April that we've had uh, people have just been reassessing, uh, sitting on their hands a bit. There's very few transactions. There are a few, probably ones that were already in play, um, you know, either a hangover from last year. But um, yeah, I'm not saying there's no deals. There's a few. The, the difference between this uh, current situation and, you know, like I said, when I started in the early 90s when interest rates were at 17%. Yes, that's right, 1 7, 17%. And in 2008, you know, you had the GFC there at sort of 7%, where it got interest rates at 0.5% at the moment. Um, there's a lot of people sitting on cash. Uh, the term deposit rates are paying about one and three quarter percent at the moment. So, you know, I think people are cashed up. They will start spending. They're, they're probably waiting for a few things to happen, just a bit of confidence in the general market sentiment, the economy. And I think that'll happen once... Um, you know, we're starting to see a bit of clarity with the, the tenant landlord codes the government are driving. There's still a bit of a lack of detail, but, you know, once people start getting their head around that, once governments start lifting whatever it is, social distancing measures a bit more, um, people are getting back more to work, um, there's a few transactions. So people don't necessarily want to buy at the bottom. They just don't want to sort of be seen to overpay, from my experience, but... Um, the good properties, the A-grade properties, the well-located properties probably won't diminish in value much at all. Uh, it'll be more the secondary properties that cop the biggest um, effect. I think, we're, I think we're seeing that as well in our uh, different sector of industrial is um, those A-grade properties will still always transact. We're, we're at least in a fortunate position where there are a lot of essential services still working. Our inquiry, yes, it's a little bit down, but it's still fairly solid at the moment, which is which is really good. And we're, we're about to launch a few things this week, which is fantastic. Um, one in a good six-year small investment in Roeville, which is fantastic, and a, just a leasing opportunity as well in Roeville. So we're still seeing people, I guess, keen to put their properties to market. And I think they'll those two campaigns will run really well, um, just in regards to being in Roeville in an A-grade location, but it, it, it is certainly different um, and you, you've got to work for your, your fee a bit bit harder, I think. Yeah, well said. Probably the main tricky bit at the moment is doing physical inspections. Um, 
we can still do them, but we've certainly got to uh, abide by all the all the laws. The um, it was interesting to note late Thursday night before Good Friday, the government introduced you know for residential properties no inspections of occupied properties, and then by Monday night they'd already reversed the decision, so you could do inspections of houses that are occupied. So it's a bit of a changing feast, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I took an inspection the other week where we had had to have people rolling up at different times. They were from the same group, but they had to come in at different times because of the obviously not being able to have more than groups of two. So it was me and just one person going through and then they'd leave and then another party, another um, member of their business would rock up and come through. So it took a lot longer than getting them every getting all of them through but there are still some ways around it that you can certainly um, get people through and interested in property I guess another thing that we're also doing uh, Peter in the industrial game is two weeks or three weeks ago now Harry and I did our first uh, I guess virtual tour or video we, we put a property up that we're selling and did about a 90 second video outlining and showcasing the property features had very positive feedback. It's not something that's readily done in industrial, uh, but obviously just trying to move with the times, we've now incorporated that feature into into how we conduct our day-to-day business. Do you feature yourself in these videos, either by on camera or audio, or do you just let the wow. professional voice over do it? No, if you know me, I, I don't shy away from the camera, so of course I'm in there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I am not, so... <laughs> I leave that to Andrew. He's got a nice uh, voice for speaking uh, about property, so I leave that to him. What other innovative ways are you guys, I guess, investment sales, looking um, to try to bring properties to to people and to to work around what's happening at the moment? Yeah, look, there, there's probably going to be more off-market, list, you know, campaigns than on-market expressions of interest or auctions. We are investing in an online auction platform, so we can auction properties, but there's probably in the next two, three months anyway, there'll be a few more, you know, for sale by private sale or off market. Uh, you probably won't see the same amount of marketing expenditure on um, press ads or or whatnot, but yeah, video, we certainly use video as well. Um, and the virtual tours are gonna be becoming handy. Um, but in terms of the, the team and everything, we're like you guys probably are, but we're having regular Zoom meetings probably daily. Um, some of them are work-related and some are a bit more light-hearted. Like we're, you know, we're having Friday um, Friday afternoon, I think it's four o'clock. Uh, everyone's got to have a drink in their hand, a Zoom Zoom meeting. So, um, you know, four, four weeks ago, I didn't know what Zoom was and now you're using it every every day, uh, Microsoft Teams or whatever. So. Um, yeah, it's a new, it's a new way of doing it amongst your team, and I think morale is important. You you got to keep the the morale high. Um, you know, even for someone who's been doing it twenty six years, I've never experienced this, and um, yeah, it's not easy. But you just got to um, say we'll, we'll we'll get we'll get over this. It won't last forever, and it's I think if anything emerges out of this, you see who the leaders are and who stand up and who come out with new and innovative ideas through adversity. So um, yeah, it's character building, guys. It's a, it's a good test for people and the team morale, like I think we're doing all very much the same, a lot of Zoom meetings and just to keep everyone up and about, we're doing the four o'clock knockoffs on a Friday as well, which is good, which is good. We probably need to do an East office one though, Pete, I think, to get everyone in. Great idea. Yeah, no, excellent idea. Um, and, you know, that's, that's around the workplace, but around other tips, 
to get through isolation and, and the family um, theme where board games, you know, we're back to doing board games. We're, um, it was my birthday last week. I know you probably forgot to uh, send me oh, happy birthday happy wishes. Birthday, but <laughs> oh, happy birthday. I, I did get a decent present and it was one of those fire pits for the backyard and um, although the kids have been using it more than me, they've been out there cooking marshmallows. So, you know, just little things like that to, uh, to, to break the, the boredom. Um, like I said, exercise and walking um, is amazing. I think just staying positive and, and, you know, doing your bit in the community, doing this, you know, self-isolating, only going out if you have to. Um, as you guys know, I'm a president of the Caulfield Bears Junior Football Club and, um, you know, it's giving three, 350 kids and 280 families, um, keeping in touch with them through these tough times. Um, some who may have lost their jobs and everything. I'm, I've actually got a Zoom meeting tonight with the uh, the SMJFL, just a, a COVID working party that I'm on. So I think if you can just do your bit in the community as well, keep, you know, keep it relatively positive and realistic. And my advice is don't just take in the doom and gloom of the news every day just, you know, or, or Twitter. It's, it's good to catch up on the news, but then, you know, turn it off and watch something that's um, a bit lighthearted. One of the, or the only sporting code that I know of that is still running, uh, you're an avid uh, owner, is that correct? And punter? Yeah, not, yeah the, the horse races, pretty much, you know, if you look at your sports bet phone, the only thing you can bet on at the moment is uh, Australian horse racing, um, or there might be some, you know, table tennis from Uzbekistan or something you can still bet on. But yeah, the the championships have been run the last two weekends up in, at Randwick in Sydney, group one racing, eight group one races over the last fortnight. Um, some of the best horse racing in the world. So that's uh, that certainly gets you through the weekends. In fact, the time is just after 2.30, but I've just had a horse run at sale today at 2.30, 10 minutes ago, and I have no idea if it's one come second or if it's still running. So um, oh. it's race, it was, uh, it's called Steinbrenner. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing how my horse ran 10 minutes ago. Um, yeah, Stein, yeah, that's it, off, 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 Stein, off Seinfeld. I'm not a Seinfeld man, but somehow it got called Steinbrenner. Um, yep. Uh, I thought you were going to say my other love is the AFL. Um, which it is, and, and yours as well. But yeah, yeah. What's what are you? I mean, they're starting to talk a little bit more positively. Not as out there as the NRL announcing a, a commencement date, but there seems to be a bit, bit of a uh, talk about these hubs and you know dates of recommencing the season. Uh, what has anyone got the inside mail? Mate, I've got absolutely no inside mail, but I think any foot any footy is good footy as long as it's. Um, I guess within obviously they'd be within the guidelines but um, and it not spread hopefully not spread anywhere but I think if we can get something up and running it'd be fantastic uh, a good distraction for everyone I think yeah much much needed distraction yeah well yeah as I said um, involvement with the Caulfield Bears and the SMJ fell there they're sort of targeting a mid-July commencement and a modified season of about 10 weeks instead of the normal 15 but Let's, uh, let's see how that goes. Um, I think that's the same with us as well. I think they're looking at a July start, which is pretty cold up in Red Hill, but you never know with everything happening. We've got to get back to training first. And um, Pete, what, when we're all out of this and hopefully the second half of the year, what's something that you're looking forward to get, getting back to? 
Uh, well, like we just said, AFL, yes, JFL footy season. Um, there's actually a T20 World Cup, cricket World Cup, that is in, hosted in Australia in November. Um, test cricket, uh, EPL, English Premier League, watch the good old Arsenal. Um, good man. Formula One, playing a round of golf again. Uh, that on the on the you know on the sporting front um, in terms of the work front, look, just getting back into the office and seeing you know your colleagues and inspecting properties again, meeting people and doing deals. It's uh, you know we all love our job and it, you know brings it home how <laughs> maybe how much we take things for granted uh, at times like this. But they're the things I'm looking forward to. Absolutely, I think that's. Uh sport and actually getting back and seeing all your mates and all your work colleagues as well as um yeah meeting those new people and um being able to sit down with new people and new business and having a coffee they are the things you do take for granted while you're doing it so i think i'll be very much looking forward to that as well pete i've got one last question for you sure um, just because you have been in the game, uh, obviously twenty plus years. If you were, if you were a buyer right now, what would you be looking for? What What are the or, or what are some of the things that people would be looking for in the real estate game right now as it is? If you're an investor, uh, the quality and caliber of the tenant is very important in times like this. The ability to pay the rent. Um, so there'll be a. Uh, the covenants are very important. The locations are always important. You know the generally in the Melbourne commercial office market, the city fringe and the inner east locations are uh, fairly bulletproof. Um, so location, quality of covenant, probably the two main things. You know, as I said, the interest rates are low. You can only get a one and three quarter percent term deposit interest rate at the moment. You know, if you can get a four or five percent yield in uh, commercial property, um, looks very attractive. And then if you're an owner occupier as well, uh, you know, why pay rent? You know, you can buy something and lock in those low interest rates. So, um, you know, owner occupiers, this should be their time to shine uh, as well. Uh, look, I'm, I'm an optimist, half glass, half full person, but also a realist. And I think this this next sort of three, four week period might um, be a lack of transactions. But once the confidence returns, I actually see, as I said, this is very different to the GFC, you know, which was a financial crisis. This is a health crisis and um, people still have money. They want to do things. So I can see it bouncing back a bit quicker than those um, those previous tough times in property. Beautiful, yeah, which it, which would be fantastic. And I think everyone's got to have the attitude of that and hopefully get things back rolling sooner rather than later. Yep. I think that, that'll, that'll be it for us, I think, today, Andrew. Um, Pete, thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate it. Um, no, we it's hope been you an enjoyed honor. it. Thank you very much, Peter. Pleasure. Look forward to seeing your happy, smiling faces sooner rather than later. Beautiful. Absolutely. Absolutely.